When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out and let us know how great their experience was and have thanked us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners so please tell us about your experience if you made the switch. If you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood, and they're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, as well as extreme Colorado sports fans just like us. So head on over to Green Mountain Dental Group today and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam to get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by the dog man himself, Evan Rowell, and the man who can't handle that Evan is now a dog, AJ Hayfley. Uh, day two of training camp has wrapped. We got some interviews to talk about. We got the on-ice action to talk about as well. It should be uh, illuminating for me as I couldn't make it down to the rink today. So I guess let's just start with you, AJ. What stood out right off the top? What's What's the number one thing that comes to mind from camp today? Uh, well, the, the, the guys worked really hard today to the point where I think it's fair to say that they are dog tired. Hey, <laughs> real talk. Um, the, I, I got to the, the intensity ramped up the actual hockey things that took place today. It was real. Like they were running like real five V five, three V three type stuff, uh, where they, they got into it. Uh, and, and we actually got to see the training camp stuff, you know, we got to see guys who are competing for jobs, competing for pucks and board battles. And, you know, they actual competition took place today. It was great. It was totally different feel. You, uh, you like that a whole lot more than day one of everyone feeling it out and conditioning yeah. <laughs> for sure. As, as far as interest, uh, Evan, anything in, in particular your your nose sniffed out at, uh, at training camp today? <laughs> How long are we letting this play out here? <laughs> I will return. Um, no, it was, I mentioned during it, but group two, which was group one yesterday, is just significantly more talented than the other group. And you could tell on the ice, pace of play was just much better. So, um yeah, it was it was a good day. There's some guys that shined yesterday that maybe didn't shine as well today, but that's just how camp goes. Let's start with the let's start with the first group since there's less to say about it. The talent disparity is significant. The and 
group one today was group two yesterday, correct? Yeah. yeah. So that's what is essentially the second line and fourth line. We were yeah. Do we have the uh, graphic from yesterday just sitting around by any yeah, chance? Yeah, it should we can still just toss be in up? here, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so this was group one for today. Yep. So, so. to give you an idea, um, to, to give those who are watching an idea. The, the quality of just, when you're talking about NHL caliber players, it drops off real quick. Yeah, I mean, the second D pairing is Dennis Gilbert and Jacob McDonald. Yep. And I think that's a good place to start because I actually really liked Dennis Gilbert today. You said you liked him yesterday, too. Yeah. Be building a little something here. I thought I the 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 problem is is that none of the guys that you would say are probably ahead of him. I don't think any of them have had bad days. Sure. So, and- um it's it, it would be I would say it's it's tough for him to to move up a ladder when everyone everybody, else is every, playing well too. <laughs> everybody else climbing at the same pace yeah. he is, you know? So it's it's tough to uh it's tough for him to get a step ahead, but this is not just about making the team out of camp. It's setting up, you know, a call-up hierarchy, and obviously you got to play well with the Eagles and stuff, but any early season injury, you know, the Avs will think back on camp and say, well, who did we really like? And obviously preseason games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But today I really liked what Gilbert was, do- was doing. He looks a lot more mobile to me right now than he has in previous years. The size continues to stand out. You, it's just noticeable. And not so much in that he's 6'3", but in that he's thick. He's a he's a train of a human that if somebody tries to run into him, it's going to be regret. I would agree on the Gilbert stuff. He looked really good again today. And the thing that he was doing that he was moving the puck well, which is yeah. probably not his forte. Um, they've given him, obviously, somebody, Sakura took his number from last year, so he's got a weird number, but he looks good. Um, and I like McDonald again. I, I, You just are reminded that, especially now, they've got like Murray, uh, McDermott as these depth guys, and you have McDonald who can move. Like I think he would provide a, a nice change of pace from those guys, but um, he's still YOLOs a good bit. There was one point where the Nod Man rushed today where he just like, attacked and it actually worked because that's most players don't expect the yolo and that's what happened last year it works because nobody's like everyone's like what the hell's this guy doing not expecting this so well, yeah on gilbert that sounds pretty ideal right at, at this point we've well established that the abs identity is mobility and puck movement so if he can start to show those two things it becomes a lot easier for him to fit into the abs system um, well, and to continue being what you know who he is as well, because he is a he is a nasty defender. Yep, and and a really physically inclined guy, and we haven't seen a lot of that at the camp so far today. This group, the the first group on the ice today with with EJ and Byram, they got a little nasty at times. Uh, but but Gilbert is another guy that in game uh, can absolutely bring a physical presence so if he's gonna if he's gonna efficiently move pucks uh and do and do good work i mean that that makes him a much more intriguing option uh, and not so like this guy's a plug is it curtis mcdermott 2.0 without that kind of stuff yeah for sure um yeah it and 
defense is is a tough one, as you guys kind of alluded to. Not just because of the bodies, but even with Devon Taves missing the start of the season, it feels like that top seven is so readily set. It, it's hard to climb over any of those guys, right? So, yeah, we're all assuming JJ's getting a contract here. Yeah. He, he was in group two today, I guess. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that yeah. in a little bit. But EJ, yeah. I, EJ looked like a guy who was like, I am sick of scrimmaging. I need to hit somebody. Like <laughs> He looked a little I, bored. I, he was like, I haven't, I've barely played hockey in the last year. I want to actually like play hockey. And he was starting to get the cross checks out, the physical play along the boards, which it, these guys need to get into it. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Definitely. And I thought um, his, you know, he and Byram have been paired up now for two whole days and it's looking good. Byram had that little toe drag that he did that everybody got real excited for that didn't result in a shot on goal because it got taken away from him. Before <laughs> then. But it was, it was a nice little reminder that there's some skill there and that when the confidence gets running in him, that that's a pairing that could make a whole lot of sense when the regular season shows up. Yeah, I think it it's one that we had somewhat targeted as a potential option there. Um, uh, that's kind of it for the, the defensive side of Group 2. You very quickly end up into depth guys and, <laughs> yeah. and nonsense hey, there. AJ, but... who's Andreas England? <laughs> I had to keep talking myself into it because I was like, who's this other really large man next to Keaton Middleton? Mm-hmm. And I just had to keep, I, what was it? Like we were walking from one ring to the other and I was just like, Oh, it's Andreas England. Andreas England is that guy. <laughs> that guy is Andreas England so that I could remember who it was. And guess what? It worked. <laughs> Cause now I know he was will okay. You, will it matter in two weeks? That is no. the question. Might not matter in like five days. <laughs> yeah. When is, when is first cuts? Is it, is it Monday? I would think they pr- there's I mean there's going to be some guys that never play a preseason game. Right. Do they do they wait until after first game to make the cuts or will they cut people before? I don't first know. game being on the road makes me think that they might go light on the first round of cuts. Yeah. Bring a bunch of bodies. Yeah, and send a bunch of the cut guys to Vegas for that game. Yeah. Well, you can watch that spectacle on NHL Network. So at least you got that going for you. Uh, looking at the forwards in group one a little bit, uh, Evan, I saw you tweeted out Maltsev was significantly better today. So what'd you like there? Uh, he just looked more comfortable, especially with the puck on his stick. Um, I still saw some things in the defensive zone that were a little Kamenev-esque, which, you know, tried to dangle around guys in the corner that just isn't going to work. But offensively, he kind of showcased the skill that's there that he, maybe his two line mates aren't going to have. So, um, yeah, he just looked a whole lot better uh, just in general. It's, I mean, it wasn't hard to improve on yesterday, but just overall looked well, looked good. And you can kind of you see a little bit more today of why the abs kind of targeted him. Okay. So certainly more encouraging than day one where there was just not a whole lot going on. Um, you know, obviously we're still only two days in, so there's no patterns forming or anything just yet, but you're not hitting any panic buttons with a bounce back day from Maltsev. Uh, the rest of the fourth line, Helm and O'Connor just keep doing their thing. I assume. 
I don't think anything will ever change with those yeah. two guys. Those those two seem pretty automatic, right? So easy yep. enough. You got into the second line then. Has Nuke found hands yet? No. <laughs> As AJ glances over at the camera. Are, are gargoyles dark and brooding? <laughs> uh the preseason games, by the way, the the first one against Vegas will be on NHL Network. The Avs at Altitude will broadcast one game, the home game for Colorado against Vegas. The other four, I, they legitimately might not exist. Like, there <laughs> might not be broadcast full stop. There might be no workaround. We're assuming, dreams. Yeah, we're assuming that, like, there might be some some sketchy methods out there, but it's possible that they're not broadcast at all. Jumbotron. Jumbotron. <laughs> Jumbotron. Jumbotron. Anyway. Yes. Jumbotron feeds could be the option. Uh, Kadri, Burkowski. I guess they probably don't quite fall into the stars category for the Avs, but... Did they live up to the title today, or is that all Group 2? I'll be honest. I forgot a lot about Group 1 because Group 2 was just so much better. Okay. My, my one thing of Burakovsky was watching Byram just walk him. Like, and that that was gotcha. pretty much the only time I saw him. But, yeah, Group 2 was very – I don't know what to call it. The, this group was not as exciting, as, and the yes. pace was just not nearly the same. The morning yeah. group did not the, live up to the other group. The goaltending was on a totally different level too. Like Frankie didn't have the world's yeah, greatest day. Frankie was leaky today. Okay. All right. Well, Francos. I guess it, I don't I don't know. Does this camp even mean anything to Francos besides just getting back up to speed? Like That's all he needs, it means. Yeah. He needs the games. Yep. To the point where I would strongly consider giving him like four preseason games. A lot of them, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he said he only has felt 100% for like a month. So it's it's going to take some. Yeah, I, I could see him playing two, three, game. maybe. Yeah. Guys, when was the last time you felt 100%? Uh, when I was like 16. <laughs> last Saturday, you didn't feel 100%? <laughs> No, definitely didn't <laughs> last Saturday. I think anything but a hundred percent last Saturday. <laughs> I see. Um. In any case, I guess this is as good a place as any. Uh, if you want to feel a hundred percent more rich. You can hit up DraftKings Sportsbook right now. They got a great offer going on for week three in the NFL. If you create a new account and use code DNVR, bet $1 on any week three NFL game, they will give you $150 in free bets instantly. That means you don't have to wait for the bet to win or lose. It's just make the bet. Here's your $150. Go play with it on DraftKings Sportsbook. It's super easy. It's super fun. Once you have the $150, you can bet it on whatever you want literally go bet on football hockey i actually just uh just made 60 bucks 20 minutes ago i'm putting a bet down on davos of the swiss national hockey league so it's just that easy with DraftKings. you can what are bet. the odds that you what, what odds did you get 
Uh, I got plus 160 to, for their game to end under seven and a half goals. Okay, so it seven. was just you bet on Davos today. Yes, today. <laughs> okay. In their current, in the game they played today, okay. I bet on Davos. I was, just the way you worded it, I was thinking you had made like a season bet on no, Davos. No, and no, I was no. like. Long way to go yet for any hockey season, I think. But. We should include that in our prediction show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting uh, mine on Lugano to win Swiss National League. <laughs> Um, yeah anyway DraftKings Sportsbook bet on whatever you want doesn't have to be hockey it can be like literally anything like I said darts snooker rugby Gaelic football Gaelic hurling you name it you can bet on it at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older Colorado only other terms restrictions and conditions apply must be a new account to get the $150 in free bets DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL Uh, see other terms and conditions at draftkings.com slash birdsbook and of course if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 once you've won a ton of money from DraftKings, then go on over spend a little bit of that money at the colorado exos down at infinity park in glendale they have an amazing place it's super awesome technically they're not the colorado exos anymore now they're going as the american raptors so a much better name than the Exos, if I if I do say so myself. Highly recommend. They're the newest team at Rugby Town USA, and they're athletes who have competed at very high levels of other sports, including leagues like the NFL, the MLB, MLS, all those types of things. Now transferring over to rugby and competing there instead. So check them out. It's a super cool experiment. Last year they went five and five pretty decent considering a lot of those guys had been playing rugby for less than a year and that's a professional league probably only got room to improve from there so check it out you can check out infinity park at glendale as well they have a bunch of amazing events there every single weekend for the rugby side of it hit up colton strickler our rugby reporter on twitter he does a weekly dnvr rugby podcast as well and we do have watch alongs down at the bar any excuse to go to the bar to watch any sport, just just go do it. The bar's so sick. I, I'm so glad we're starting to get back in there again after a long off season. We just need to start getting a consistent push from the F1 crowd. Yeah, F1 crowd, get loud, because we want to show up to the bar at 6 a.m. to watch. That needs to be our rallying cry. F1 crowd, get loud. Exactly. So Let's that go. the bosses and the powers that be understand that we want to watch some F1 Early in the morning on the weekends. Bam. Live the dream. Get down to the DNBR bar. Tell Darren he's got to open at 6 in the morning. And let's go. <laughs> also, if you're not going to come drink at the bar, then at least come to the tailgate on Sunday for the Broncos game. It's going to be totally wild. We are, unfortunately, sold out of party bus tickets. So you missed the bus, literally, on that one. Oh, the dog has spotted something. <laughs> Someone's home. He's going, he's going to ride the party <laughs> bus. So he's out. <laughs> I missed the tickets to the bus. <laughs> this but, shall not stand. With Even if you don't take the bus, you can still go to the tailgate. It's $20 for all the beer and pizza you can drink and eat. So just that alone is worth it. Trust me, I've seen the, I've seen the stash. It's a lot of beer, and it's going to be a lot of pizza. Uh, 
come on down have a great time at the broncos game with the dnvr crew it's it's going to be a total blast second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook wasn't your merch supposed to get here today aj it where's is. where's the hat it's not here yet it was here oh, you're, just it. Not, you're just not revealing your secrets today sunday morning my man all right all right no do you no do teaser you do, you do you know do you I, have a guess? I have a guess. What's your guess? It, either Ferrari or McLaren. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious why, but okay. Uh, you could not stop talking about the donut man on day <laughs> one of camp. <laughs> so... <laughs> that was because that was because they sent it. They sent it to me. They sent the the. There was a little girl. They were doing a live Q and A, and a little girl asked him if he liked eclairs. <laughs> no, get that. Get that. Get no Checo love is allowed on my podcast. Agreed. Down with Checo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's just Checo is <laughs> Team Esteban. Yeah, I'm definitely Team Esteban of those two as well. But in any case, uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast uh, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's let's just dive into group one here, boys. Was it really that awesome? All I know about Pierre is that his face is aerodynamic. And that's all I'm going to say. We can go on. (laughs) I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah, no, dude. No He's one. A... Does anyone actually like Mazepin? I don't know. Yeah, Putin might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, this so this other group just it's unfair. Um, do we have that graphic just so we can throw it up so people yeah. get an idea of what sure. we're talking about? One graphic here. Um. Anyway, it's it's the top line for starters. We know yeah. Uh, so the top line today, every time that they scored, they made sure that everybody knew it. Selly hard. Sellied hard. <laughs> to the point where they also demanded that everybody run the drill, the one one of their drills, one extra time, because they didn't score on the last time and they wanted to score before they finished it up. <laughs> and guess what? They scored. <laughs> they scored. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah, it was it was funny watching Bedner, the first group, he was very much like coaching. This is what you guys need. He, like he stopped a drill completely because nobody was back checking the way he wanted to, uh, to be the third man back. And second group he didn't have to do any of that. Like he mentioned in his presser, they each group did the exact same amount of drills, everything together. Group the afternoon group finished. 18 minutes ahead of schedule because their pace was just so much better. Even with the top line, making them do drills like extra times. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, it was so funny to watch McKinnon go over and be like, we're doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. I won't let you stop. Yeah. And well, and then they scored and it was like, Oh, I guess we're done here. Uh, yeah. So, so beyond just more pace, look, we get it. The best players on the team are the best players on the team. Who else stood out in Group One? I'll I'll say it. It's Jack Johnson. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't. This is not the life I want to live. But Jack Johnson looks good in camp. I don't know what. I don't. You know, one thing I will say about Jack Johnson is he's kind of squatty. Like he just looks like he just looks like he's just like mashed into a tiny frame. Like there's a lot of him that just is like fitting inside <laughs> of his stuff, and I'm like, okay. But he's like he's moving around. That's your new Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He who loves Jack Johnson. I'm going to change my profile name right now. <laughs> AJ Banfully is gone. <laughs> so, so no, but he's his mobility is is fine. He doesn't look out of place even a little bit. He doesn't look out of place at all. Getting up and down the ice in the drills. It's the complete opposite of Artemisimov. Yeah, who looks. Like, I'm joking, like, every time they start a drill, I'm like, the explosion, right? Like, I'm, like, shouting nonsense. <laughs> and I'm being, like, a sarcastic dick about it. But, like, Artem Anisimov looks washed, physically. Like, yeah. he just looks like he can't keep up. It looks like if that dude gets one little nick anywhere in his legs, he's just gonna topple over. Like, that dude, that dude looks like he takes Bayer to get out of bed. <laughs> it just looks so robotic and uncomfortable for him out there. And Jack Johnson doesn't. Jack Johnson looks smooth. Jack, he looks, I mean, he looks like this is the coat, the coach catnip, right? This is how he continues to get jobs and contracts and everything that happens for him in his career is because he shows up in a camp with no expectations. Oh, is he healthy? Let's just see how this goes. And he looks solid. Well, he just does. I, I would love for Evan to roll in here and be like, I don't know what you're looking at, man. But I, I don't think I'm missing anything. Jack Johnson looks fine. I, I didn't. I noticed the physicality a little bit yesterday. I didn't watch him as much yesterday, but today he flubbed a couple passes. But yeah, he looks. He can move. Um, and when you compare it to McDermott, that's a big difference. And oh, I mean, all you really have to look at is who he's playing with. He's playing with Ryan Murray, and we know Ryan Murray's going to be on the NHL roster. So clearly they have some sort of plan here and it's just a matter of will Jack Johnson completely bomb. And I asked Eric Johnson, you know, just his thoughts cause he has a history with Jack Johnson. And he basically just said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him because like me, he went through a lot of injuries last year and he's, he's a good guy. He's a good teammate. And, you know, we're going to need all the depth we can, you know, we can handle it cause we know Taves is not going to be there to start the year. So is being broke a good motivator for Jack Johnson? I would say for most people, it usually is. <laughs> if, by the way, Chad, if you don't know Jack Johnson's story, go read it. It's a go wild story. Get a bottle of wine, yeah, or something uh, alcoholic nearby, and read that story. And then make sure that you call your parents and thank them for not treating you like not that. Not being complete pieces of shit. Yeah. And like, let's be real. Like, call your parents anyway. It's not that hard. Tell them that you love them. Someday they're going to die and you're going to miss them and it's going to suck. So call them. All right. Didn't know this podcast was going there. Yeah. Here we are. And I don't know how to transition from that. But <laughs> I, I did ask because I was wondering, I was, you know, with Jared, I was I asked him, you know, do you watch tape? Like, do they go to you before these trades and ask you, hey, watch these guys? And he said, with Maltsev, no. I watched him two or three games every shift. 
after he was traded, but with like the PTOs and the signings, they it seems like they do reach out to him and say, hey, watch some tape on this guy, see if he can help. So obviously I think he's seen something with Johnson and um, he see, you know, he didn't necessarily say it, but he mentioned Johnson before an easy mob. And I think that's kind of where we both agree who looks better. And I, certainly, I will say, yeah, go, go I, th- I thought Anisimov looked a little bit better today. Yeah. yeah. Not having to do conditioning yeah. by default should probably look better. Yeah, but. like when they actually were going full speed drills, he does not look nearly as awful, but it was still noticeable when Martin Kautz, like looking at him like, <laughs> are you coming? <laughs> like, what? Well, what's the deal? Natural transition. Yeah. I really liked Martin Kautz today. I really... He had the one really bad flub. Um, but other than that, I really, really liked what he did. Uh, I thought he was reading the ice really well in the drills that they were they were running, which involved defense and, like, actual, you know, people trying to stop you uh, and decision-making. And I really liked his processing, the way they – he got the puck in here and he knew what he was doing with it. He had the one touch for a one-timer to a defenseman. Uh, he had another one where uh, he he grabbed it and he immediately threw it down low uh, to to try and get a tip from Anisimov in front. I, I don't know if they're going to make the NHL roster, but if they're in the AHL together, Sampo Ranta and Martin Kaut have clicked immediately. Going to pop off, and those two dudes, I those two dudes, like we're talking about the NHL rosters forwards are probably pretty decided with like their top twelve. Yep, are probably pretty locked in at I- this point. 13, 14 up for grabs type of yeah, thing. Yeah, but but first call-ups and where these guys fit in and who the extra bodies might be, uh, that stuff is still in doubt. And right now, I really like what I've seen in this camp out of both Sampo and Kaut. Yeah, Kaut just makes – it's just smart, quick decisions with the puck. All like, the time. He'll, he'll get the puck, and then he'll one-touch it back. And that basically gives room back to the guy who passed it to him. So – um, it's kind of the opposite. I still have the same issue with Sampo I had all along. Like there was a play today where he just holds onto the puck too long. And he's, I don't know if he's just, he doesn't necessarily have his head up as much, um, or he's trying to create plays with his feet, which is, you know, what you would want. Cause the guy's a great skater for his size, but, um, they would work well together because Cout will get it back to him. Like mm-hmm. that's just how it works. Um, and there was one play where Sampo, I think it was Robert Hamilton, like the, one of the random AHL guys, went in the corner with the puck and Sampo just blew him up. Um, but yeah, both those guys look good. And obviously with the way that that line is set up, like we discussed yesterday, those guys do seem first in line for the next call up. It feels, like they're competing. it feels like they're competing for the 13th forward spot right now. It, yeah. it, it really does. And, and to the question here, Cout's a fourth-year pro in North America, so there was no real reason for him to go to dev camp. Yeah. He, he has NHL games under his belt, and uh, a, a good camp for Martin Cout probably goes a long way for him this year. If he positions himself as first call-up type of guy, he's absolutely someone you look at that gets into the lineup and finds a way to just take somebody's job. Well, if you remember last year, obviously he had that nine-game stint, and they're like, we're going to hold on to the CLC. Yeah. And then he came to camp last year, and Bednar was not super impressed with him. It was like the mini camp, and Bednar just didn't have much to say about him. So this stuff does matter. Like, well, and he threw him into the lineup early in the season. He was one of the very first call-ups. And it didn't go well. And he played poorly. 
And that was where that was where the whole Martin Count isn't getting a real chance conversation started to build. But it was like, look, when you get in NHL games, that's your chance. Like you Shane Bowers would straight do something illegal <laughs> to, to get in to get a game. <laughs> Like they, you know, like Shane Bowers looking at it, like I would love 15 games to prove, to, to prove I either belong or don't belong, you know, and you're sitting here talking about opportunity and stuff. That's, you know, Shane Bowers is just a different conversation. He's down there. He's very, he's got a long way to go. And again, I thought once again, I thought he looked good today. Next he, he and John Luke Foody need to be inseparable. I was, I was going to, I love them together. I was going to say, so during the first session, I was like, why aren't they spreading out the talent more across these two? And now I'm like, okay, I see why. Because they want these guys like Bowers. Bowers won a head-to-head against McKinnon a lot today. And he was chasing him around, and he was holding his own. Like, he was doing the best he could. And that's why they're grouped out like this, because they want to see the Rantas, the New Hooks, the Couts, Bowers, Foodies. They, they want to see these guys against McKinnon and Landis Cog. Like, these are legit NHL players, how do you handle this pace? And they're doing a good job right now. And I, I I, didn't love Bowers with the puck as much today, but I just loved his defensive game. Dude, I, Bowers is so weird because I love the IQ and I love his commitment to the details and I love the defensive side of things. All of that feels so polished and so good. And that's usually the last thing to come for a player. And with Bowers, it's like it's there. It's been there. And it's just the puck skill and how high-end is he and does he belong and is he strong enough and blah, blah. Like, all those questions remain and will continue to remain. But I I feel like this camp, even though we're not having a conversation about him breaking camp uh, on the roster right now, like, I feel like he's only helped himself through rookie camp, dev camp, all that stuff, and now a couple days of training camp. He might be way down on that roster, but I've liked the work he's put in. All right. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people have questions about polish details and their high end, right? So when you want to answer some of those questions in the bedroom, be sure to hit up Manscaped and get 20% off when you use code DNVR20. You can get the perfect package 4.0 and get free shipping as well. You're paying attention to the details. If you want to (laughs) polish your pole, like then... (laughs) If you're if you're if you're trying to get off the back foot because you're always on the defensive, like come on, man, you had you had three different ways to go in the side door on that one, bro. I'm disappointed in you, Rudo. I just I took them all. Yeah, it, you you like dipped a toe into each of those pools. Yeah, because yesterday I did a belly flop into the pool so we can't you gotta switch <laughs> you it up a little a, bit you did a belly flop into a puddle yesterday <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta you gotta be able to switch it up a little bit but uh manscape has you covered above the belt below the belt wherever you need it's it's got you covered uh check them out get your your shavers whether it be for your privates or your your beard or you know whatever deodorant they got it all Check out Manscaped. Once you're done getting yourself back properly in order, then hit up Mint Mobile because everyone hates paying giant, awful bills to their mobile phone service. It sucks. I hate Verizon. I hate (laughs) T-Mobile. I don't like dealing with them at all. So instead, 
go get Mint Mobile. They use the biggest 5G network in the country. If you're in the U.S., I know we have some non-U.S. people here. Which good luck to you. I don't. I don't think Mint Mobile operates outside the U.S. Hate to hate to bust you for it. But if you're in the U.S., Mint Mobile can get you great internet phone all that stuff for just 15 bucks a month for your mobile device check them out today (laughs) highly recommend they're super easy to work with and they offer a seven day money back guarantee so they got you covered if you try it you don't like it you can always cancel and go right on back to what you were using before super easy you can hit them up the plan is shipped to your door for free if you want to you can transfer most phones that you already have over there program so check out mint mobile today you can reach them at mintmobile.com slash dnvr please use the slash dnvr to let them know that we sent you over there last but not least hit up ball arena and the ball corporation to get yourself a job they're hiring for their denver plant right now you can text uh, not Denver, Golden, excuse me. Uh, you can text Golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com to get your application and apply today. You can hit up Ball. They're a great company. They pay a living wage. They have good benefits. And the best part is if you have holes in your resume, they will help you with classes to learn what you need to learn and fill that sucker out. So check them out today. Let's get into the third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast here before we have some more giggling between AJ and Evan over here. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved the comment that was like that Manscaped stuff is cringe though and it's like yeah, that's the point yep you've, you've... it's supposed to be it's it's you know it's not supposed to make you think it's just you know <laughs> it's very very I guess, <laughs> I guess in a way it's supposed to make you think about your junk and if you're taking care of it or not <laughs> there's there's no metaphors here it's very <laughs> <to the> point. <laughs> okay yes. Not a thinly veiled suggestion. <laughs> Shave your balls, people. Uh, moving through the abs lineup, <laughs> are, should we be preparing ourselves for Alex Newhook as 3C? I, let's get through. Let's let's get through. Uh, let's get through training camp. With uh, without making that change, because I think they probably want to see it in a game, right? You would think so. Uh, and then and then we'll go from there as cuts get made and they start to to try different things out. But I think that's where it's headed. The really the only issue that I would have with this is that you need an an you need an answer that's better than Valerie Nachushkin next to Kadri and Berkey, yep. man. Yeah, they're just it's just such a bad fit and it's such a predictably bad fit. That you you could see why the coaching staff is like, eh, we'll try this. We just want to see it, and okay, like let's let's you know we'll give them three games, and then it's not going to go well. And you know they'll try something else. That's that's really the only thing is that they that's it's fine that they're doing it, but everybody can kind of see that this ends quickly, right? With yep. Nuke on on the second line, and if. A lot of people tried there, I think. <laughs> yeah, and if Nuke gets moved around off that second line, then that's you're probably shuffling all three of your bottom lines. Uh, if you're not gonna just do like, because what you're gonna try Comfort there, you're gonna try Jost there, you're gonna try New Hook there. New Hook, New Hook makes the most sense long term. Uh, stylistically, he'd be a good fit, uh, but it, it, I think between what Bedner said today about a guy like New Hook, like hey, he's got to prove it. 
Um, that sounds like, hey, if he plays really well and he forces me to put him in the top six, I will. I, but in, until that point, he's going to try some other stuff. Yeah, and just like Bowers, I just like all these young guys, this is a test for Newhook playing against McKinnon defensively one-on-one. I, I once again, I liked him through rookie camp defensively, and I, uh, I liked him again today. So I think they, they really are just trying to see I think they just want him to be comfortable to start because he came in so late last year. They're like, okay, he's a center. Let's let him play center. This is where he's played his whole life. And then we can adjust from there. Once he gets comfortable, maybe we'll yeah, try him yeah. on the wing and we'll just go from there. But um, yeah, he looked good. I, I, I'm not, he's flashing a little bit offensively, but I'm more impressed defensively. And honestly, that's probably what's going to earn him more ice time down the line. Fucking love you, Evan. What? I said, I fucking love you. I I also I also have really liked what he's done his own in his own zone more than anything else. Like we know that the puck skill is there and that offensively when they're rocking and rolling in a game that he he's going to be just fine in that zone. It's it's how much ice time is he really going to get based on what happens defensively. And he looks way more comfortable there. Like compare him defensively to what Sampo looks like defensively. And you're talking about a guy that, hey, here's a guy that should absolutely, no questions asked, be on your NHL roster and in your your lineup on night one. Somewhere. Debatable and arguable where, but somewhere. And then with Sampo, it's like, you you love what you're seeing offensively and you love the skating and the size and the, the mentality he's playing with. But there's a real part of his game there that is still very much in need of real development. And that's that's not a question as much with Newhook, where I've been impressed with his commitment defensively so far. Uh, and, and not just commitment, but execution. You can be as committed as you want to something, but if, you, if you're bad at it, you're bad at it, right? I think he's doing a good job there. I really like it. I like... I, I like the work in his own zone so far. I want to see it in a game, of course, but so far. A real so, game, not a prospect game. A, a lot of positivity today. Is there, you know, I, we don't want to put anyone down too much, but is there anyone you wanted to see more out of today? Francois. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't notice the goalies other than those uh, rush drills they were doing with no defensemen. They were all getting torched on that second group, but um, not much to say there. Uh, I'm trying to think if there is anyone that was disappointing. If if he's well, he's coming up with someone that might have let him down today. I just I will I will say Dar- I thought Darcy Kemper looked like the shit today. <laughs> and like yeah, they were doing five on O drills where they're all getting rocked. But when it actually when they were actually doing hockey related things, and guys were making decisions and they were trying to score goals and stuff, he was reading the play. He looks like Godzilla in pads. He's so big. He's so big. I don't know if he has a nickname or like a brand already established, but he looks like Godzilla in goalie pads. Like he's a big dude and he looks awesome. Yeah. We're, we've been used Groovy's a small guy. We're not used to such a monster in that. Yeah. I mean, Groovy watching yeah. Groovy get pucks, you know, go flying by his ear. You know, that that that's not going to happen anymore because that's now Kemper's shoulder. He's so big, man. He's so big. 
Um, well, I'll I'll stay. I'll go. I guess somewhat disappointment, but um, I'll stick with the goalies. Is that I thought it was interesting during that those last thirty minutes. You know, it was a lot of board work, battle work, uh, three on three stuff in the zone, um, and then ultimately it became five on five. That they had minor in that net because there just weren't a lot of shots they were getting through. Like just too good a play outside. But they had Annan and Kemper down at the other one, Mark Parkella, and it's just like you can see that Annan is the chosen one. Like he's mm-hmm. getting the treatment that they're like, okay, we have something here. We need to, we need to work with this, bro. You can already see the Star Wars meme in like two years when they trade him at a at a deadline for another failed goaltender prospect. <laughs> you can already see the you were the chosen one, and it's like his little chubby <laughs> cheeks. No, they seriously are giving him that kind of treatment. They really are. And as far as disappointment, you know, I talk about Newhook flashing offensively is like there was one play where he it was him and Comfort on a two on two in the corner and he chipped it like Comfort chipped it in down low and then Newhook just one touch sauced it right to Comfort in front and Comfort just wasn't ready for it. So my my disappointment would be that those two line mates just are not going to be able to keep up with how he might work offensively. Because Newhook, there's another play on the three on two where Newhook drew the defenseman into him and passed down low to Comfort, and Comfort just missed it. So that would be something to watch, but we're still early in camp, and this is maybe not what it's going to look like in a couple weeks with the line mates. And that might get to the point where it's like, okay, he's comfortable, and clearly, you know, he can fit in just thinking wise in the top six. Like, he yeah. needs to be playing with better players well i'm just just it's really easy to just say okay well that kind of playmaking uh you know that kind of reading of the ice and getting guys getting guys over um or getting guys open and just by drawing in defenders it's really easy to imagine what he looks like with two 30 goal guys next to him right in kadri and burakovsky right like I'm yep. not crazy. It's, seems like simple math there. It yeah. also it also seems kind of like, hey, maybe if you ever were gonna break up the top line, like you throw a Landis Cog onto that Kadri and and Burakovsky line, a new hook up there next to Miko and and Mac, and see because he'll keep up. He can play make, and you're gonna lose a little bit in the defensive zone. Because as much as we might have liked New Hook defensively <laughs> so far, it's not gonna look the same as Landis Cog. <laughs> but offensively it could be it could be really interesting so if if he continues if new hook continues to create like that and to 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 shine bright like that level of a diamond then uh i i i don't think that there should be a limit on on the willingness to move him up into the lineup okay yeah so my prediction is nine shutouts all right there's a very specific number. I bet you could get crazy odds for that on DraftKings. Uh, in any case, what what are your ex- expectations for the, the next few days of camp? Obviously, they have Sunday off, but Saturday and Monday, are we going to start to see things like special teams installation? Do you yep. expect a lot more Monday. systems work? Yeah, Monday. I fully expect Monday is special teams day. Okay. I think uh, tomorrow tomorrow will be more, might be more of the same. Maybe with more – they didn't do conditioning today. I think tomorrow will be the <clears throat> circle conditioning that they always do. You really think that they would wait for the Saturday? They don't do care. Where they're going <laughs> to – I'm just saying, like, you know somebody in that room is like, well, what about the fans, right? Now, whether or not they pay attention to that, who knows. But I I don't know. I, I think we're going to see a little more – I think we're going to inch our way towards more 
scrimmagey type stuff tomorrow. Yeah, they kind of did a little bit of that. Yeah. Today. And I wonder if tomorrow, if we get into that half ice stuff that they love to do so Their much. little blue line to blue line, two on two. That's always yep. fun. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I got to say, Bedner seems very impressed with Justin Barron. And he's impressed with him defensively. Oh! I totally forgot all about him, but yes, I pointed out to Dario today that I, ooh, do I love what Justin Barron is doing with the puck. Well, he loves him defensively. That's yeah. what he was mentioning. So it's like, we'll okay. disagree there, but I love what he's doing <laughs> with the puck. I love what he's doing with the puck. It looks really good. Yeah. Cause we've, we've talked about how, you know, depth on defense isn't that great. But the one thing Baron is that these other guys aren't as he's a right shot. So that could give him a heads up on some of these other guys. Yeah. All right. So any final thoughts beyond Baron from either of you? They they were doing the Sean Allard where Sean Allard was working with them at the end doing skill stuff and they put McDermott on there and it's like oh boy oh boy because Gerard went and then McDermott went is like that's a difference. All right, that's my final thought. All right, it looks final... way better than Cody France. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my final thought is go catch Evan on the Halo Infinite beta after this podcast. I'm not gonna be able to do it afterwards, but I did. Oh, I feel so good. Catch <laughs> me uh, D2 Remastered yeah. this weekend. AJ on D2 Resurrected. I'll oh, yeah. It. Resurrected. My bad. <laughs> resurrected. Yes. Welcome back, EJ. Yeah. EJ That's, shit. He did talk today, and he was good. Yeah, my car is still in the... He'll, still be, no he'll be in the non-contact, I think, in all of camp. I Until they get rid of these AHL guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway... We are going to get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume. I believe we will be live tomorrow after camp. Um, so come hang out again. We'll tell you what we saw, all of that fun stuff. I'll be back at the rink like normal. So should be another fun one tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, everyone else, have a great rest of your weekend. And we will talk to you all later.